Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining today's Missions America podcast. So glad to have you with us today. My name is Stephen Traxel. I'm the host of this show. I also serve in the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ as the Missions America director, and so happy to be doing so. We've got a wonderful team of people, uh, men and women, that serve together to make sure that we are planting churches right here at home in America. Uh, the mission field for us is local. It's right here in America. And uh, we know that our country needs revival. If you're looking to expand beyond previous borders as a church pastor, and you're, you're kind of frustrated with, with your, where you're at, uh, please stick around and check out some of our other podcasts. We talk about church planting and church growth because we know it's so necessary here in America and the day we're living in. So thank you again for joining us today. Uh, again, my name is Stephen Traxel. I serve as uh, the, the host of this show and also the Missions America Director for the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ. And each episode we talk about and the nuts and bolts of church growth and how uh, you can can change certain ways or add certain things to uh, make your church more uh, maybe I don't want to say accepting because it's not about being accepting to the society but it's a place a warm place where people feel like there's hope there there's connections there and uh, we know that people are battling a lot of huge things in this world and when they can come to a church that's been praying and fasting and asking God to help them and you put your best foot forward man it's just what an awesome combination that is when we as a church look to Jesus and we try to do the best we can to win everybody uh, today's show is I'm so glad to be joined uh, with a great young man uh, I say young man respectfully he's 23 uh, so he's not too young he's younger than me by about half um, and, and so I'm, I'm so thankful to have uh, Reverend Matthew Escobar joining me for today's show Matthew how are you doing today it's good it's an honor to be here i'm excited about today's podcast and it's always good to be in michigan yeah yeah god's country in a way uh, <laughs> god's country in the summertime not so much about winter time uh becomes a cold place but um last time you were here you were here with uh, your pastor joseph prez and by the way joseph prez um reverend pastor joseph prez is my friend he serves on the missions america team as well as our uh, multicultural director doing a great job and I know he's been uh, been a leader in your life, and he's done a great job yeah. uh, leading you. Is there anything nice you want to say about him while, while he's not here in the room? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's very special to me. If uh, if Pastor Joseph Perez was well, all of all of the leaders in my life are special to me. But if Joseph Perez was not in my life distinctly, um, I think I would be in, uh, still searching in a lot of ways yeah. for for an avenue and for for what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I think God God placed him in my life at the right at the right time, and God knew I needed him. Yeah, distinctly. Even though he cuts you down all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he needs to keep you grounded. He, he, cu- he cuts me down just to build me back up. <laughs> we lo- <laughs> like the potter and the clay, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think you're a beautiful vase until he brings a hammer down. We we love Brother Joseph Perez and uh, what he's doing in Knoxville, Tennessee. Of course, uh, there at. Uh, First Epsilon Church of Knoxville, Pastor Mark McCool, and they're doing some great things. Beautiful church, um, leading in many ways in, in its organizations, in our organization. So glad to be part of that. Um, today's focus is um, is all about turning your church into a place where all people uh, and all languages can feel welcomed and connected to the family of God. So they can come to your church and regardless of what language they speak, uh, they can feel connected and loved. Um, and I, in today's, obviously the podcast is about uh, reaching out and building connections into the multicultures uh, of people around us here in America. We know that America is a melting pot and uh, we can either you know stay with our, within ourselves, everyone's like me, or we can realize that Jesus Christ died to save everybody. And so that's what we believe. And, uh, and, and, and the, truth, the truth is that uh, when you go to heaven, John saw around the throne 
uh, people, different nationalities and languages. So it's not going to be just white faces or uh, brown faces. It's going to be everyone from different languages. Yeah. And so the good thing is we're all going to be worshiping one God, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so we really want to make sure that that language is not something that keeps your church from growing, that if you've got a, a constituency of people that are in the area in your city and you're not reaching them because you don't know their language, that's a terrible excuse why we're not doing a good job. And for several years, I've been um, I've been praying and just asking the Lord, I want to, I want to, you know, be a multicultural church. I really want to reach other people. And so, um, I, I'm, I've been working with, uh, uh, brother Perez about getting us, uh, together. The vision of missions America is to get, um, Spanish speaking ministers into English speaking churches, uh, have a, a daughter work type, uh, work together, uh, using the building that the church has already established and then letting that young man go out there or a young couple go out there and, uh, reach for the people in that area and, and using the church for a second service for for Spanish uh, ministry, um, and and so we're we're actually in an interesting place here, uh, brother Perez, uh, brother Matthew Escobar, myself, our church, and what brother Perez has allowed us to do is is he's actually we're, we're, our, the plan is as you're hearing this um, this podcast, our plan is in in how many months now? Uh, April in April it's October now. So yep, April of 2024. Six uh, you'll be coming up to Michigan to Grace Episode Church, and you you'll be the, uh, the we, we, why don't we call it test dummy because that would be, <laughs> that would be very good. The test subject. The test subject. He is the test subject, and we are the test subject church of trying to make this this work. And now I know there's other churches that are out there doing this right now already, and they can probably say, you know, turn the turn the podcast off. I've already been there, done that. Got the T-shirt. But we're this is new for us, so we're yeah. we're, we're kind of journeying with you. And so, really, what I want to I, the the reason for this podcast not to hear me talk. I want to talk to Brother Matthew um, and, and talk to us a little bit about what's happening at First Steps Out Church. What what's what you guys are doing right now as a, as a church and how is it working and kind of some of the needs that it requires for this to get started. Yeah. Right? So obviously, um, it starts with a burden. Yeah. Someone being there, you know, and having that established. Um, the first thing would be, in general, just reaching the community. Okay. And a lot of a lot of people don't know how to do that. And you can use the excuse, I, I don't speak the language, but ultimately, um, that's not an entire excuse. Right. Well, it's, it's not an excuse at all. Yeah. Um, because just because you may not speak their language, you can speak the language of love. Yeah. And oh, kindness. That's good. Right. So, and I've seen this firsthand. So, it, and for, uh, so in PIA, Primera Iglesia Apostolica de Knoxville, that is the Spanish Church of First Apostolic Church of Knoxville. So I've been privileged to be there uh, under Pastor Joseph Perez for the last five years. So it's been a process, and it really did start with just just the burden. So I remember we would meet there and we would pray, and then realistically, it just evangelizing the city. We did everything from setting up tables in front of Spanish stores, mm. handing out candy, passing out tracks. That's good. Just idea. meeting people at the gas station, just any Hispanic we see. So, so are you saying that you were there at the beginning of the Spanish ministry with FAC? So they were part of that. Or? So, so, so it, they would they they would meet and pray, and so I was involved in a CMI, a campus ministry, um, at the time, and then um, I started attending those prayer meetings, and then uh, the conception of PIA. Okay, um, I was there for for the latter end of that year. Um, so I've pretty much been there since, since the beginning. Um, but everything that 
that we've tried and, and done is has been trial and error. And I'm not saying there is a specific, um, you know, one formula fits all. But what we have done, we've connected with Hispanics through soccer. We have yeah. a soccer field in the back of our church. Um, Tuesday nights uh, actually started during COVID. We would play soccer on Saturdays. We call it Saturday soccer. Yeah. And then we would just invite people. And then we yeah. would be able to play soccer and then we would develop those relationships with them. And then still people to this day that have been coming and playing for two years, three years, they're, they're still active with us as like report to the church. Yeah. And so, and they know, and, and that's kind of like we're building the presence in the community comes in because they know they might right. not even come to church, but they'll say, Hey, are we going to go play at the church? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, they reference our church house as the church. Right. Um, and it also, it also stems from the culture of the American, the American church that's mothering as well. Um, there is an example I can use perfect example. So, um, we're helping facilitate a church plant in Newland, North Carolina with uh, Bishop Adkins. And so Newland, North Carolina, not a very big town, kind of a more country town, you know, and you wouldn't think that there's a lot of Hispanics there at all, but there's like two, two Mexican restaurants, I think a taqueria and like one Mexican restaurant. And so the church just started inviting people, inviting Hispanics to church. And this one guy, his name is Enrique. He started coming. And from that, it's been, that's been about, they said that he, he was going to the services, even though he doesn't really speak that much English for like a year or two years, yeah. he would just go. Right. So then they started just continually being nice to him, continually just loving on him. And then I believe he brought a few guests and then brother Adkins realized, Hey, we, we need, we need someone to help facilitate this that actually speaks the language. Yeah. But from that, the church had the culture of acceptance to them. And again, it's not being accepted of the world, but it's being accepted as, you know, we may not look like you or we yeah. may not speak the same language as you, but it's still a, a place of refuge that you can come in yeah. and be loved on. Yeah. And then so from there, that, that culture that the church has and established now, we just had a Spanish service there and there was about 40 people. Mm, it's not even a year. It's not even a year wow. old. So, and again, it's not even like no one in the church speaks Spanish. Yeah. At all. Right. Yeah. But there's a whole Spanish work that is being developed there. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with the amount of Spanish speaking people we have in America, there's Spanish people everywhere. Everywhere. They're very familial. Yes. So if there's if you, one, there's 30. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is, a, I mean, that's, that's, that's more than some home missions churches, you know, you win one family, yeah. you know, and, and so I would say, um, a good, a good starting point obviously is like what we're doing, like what we did today. Um, first of all, pastor, hopefully if you're listening to this, you are already involved in your city. Uh, you're, you're involved with community things. Um, I, I'm all a big, huge proponent about as a pastor, it's not just what you do on Sunday morning preaching. It's about getting in your community. So I serve as the police chief or complete. I'm the police chief, by the way. I'm, I'm, not, I'm the police chaplain of our, of our police department. Um, I also am, am close with people at work. And so I, me and uh, me and Matthew today, we went up to the city of, of, of Clawson and I introduced you to this uh, city manager, yes. the people that work there, because if you're, if it's going to work for this to happen, I want Matthew, I want you to be as much about much of Grace Upstock Church as I am. Yeah. Absolutely. So when they see you, they see me. When they, they you're the representation of yeah. uh, the church. And so what would happen is 
if, if it works, this is how the, the program would work with the, with the ALJC is uh, how we got it set up is that when a, when a young minister comes to your church, they're not coming to take over your church. You would essentially represent their pastor yeah. as, as their pastor while they're, while they're there. They would, mm-hmm. You would be the senior pastor of the church, and they work with you as that. Now, I understand that you have a pastor, and you can have a couple pastors, right? But working here, yeah. you would, I would, I'm a senior pastor, and you work with me, yeah. and I, I would turn you over as the Spanish pastor, yeah. but I'm still a senior pastor. So I don't want people to think that we're trying to get young people to come invade your church. So it's like, well, this is my territory. No, it's not. Yeah, we're there's working no together. contingency. There, no, there shouldn't be. We're, 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 we're working for the kingdom of God together. There should be no, no competition for who gets what. And so, you know, we talked about, and you said something about, um, we were just got stepped out of the, out of the, um, the car. And you said about the Christian, Oh, um, FCA. 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 So yeah, FCA, it's it's been a thing for a long time. So it stands for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. But the reason why I mentioned that is because when we were near the uh, the city council, there was two or three schools that yeah. were there. And then I mentioned um, that there is an opportunity and it doesn't have to it ha- doesn't have to be under the guides of FCA, but FCA, um, at least whenever I was in school and played sports, we, we would have someone uh, once a week after practices, they would come give us a little word, like a little devotional. Right. And then that just establishes presence, presence yeah. there. So like, for instance, if there was, you know, a soccer team or whatever team that has Hispanic or, you know, again, whatever demographic it may be, um, Hispanic people, then that's a, a that's a way in because yes. from there, you know, you can meet the kids, you can build rapport with kids. Right. And then once you build rapport with kids, you build rapport with family, mother, father, and then also too, Hispanic people are very, um, very, you know, the culture is strong and they're very loyal people, but a lot of times they can be kind of standoffish. Yeah. So sometimes it takes that extra mile of, 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 of generosity to, to yeah. really, to really get in with them. But once you're in with them, yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah. locked and loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so someone may be saying, well, I'd love to have someone come to my church, but I don't know what to do with them. Right. I'm like, I'm like, what do I do with them? Yeah. So what I feel like what I want to do with, with you is, um, is is anywhere we have an opportunity for you to meet, obviously Spanish-speaking people want to do that. So yeah. um, that's what I talked about at the school. Like right now, to, to if Clawson, Michigan, where our church is, it's predominantly Caucasian. There are some uh, Spanish people around. Um, of course, we have some Spanish restaurants, which we're going to obviously hit and go to. But um, they don't. Not a whole of them live in, in Clawson right now. Uh, they live in other cities, but still, they would they would drive they drive they drive here to, for school. Yeah. It's a school choice. So they drive here to school. They certainly would drive for a good church. They feel comfortable at. So, yeah. uh, if you're a pastor, I would, the first thing I do is if you have a young minister that speaks Spanish, somehow get him in with the schools, tell him, Hey, he'd like to mentor or whatever, or just, yeah. you know, something not, not in a weird way. Hey, I got a strange guy. here. He wasn't meant to your kids, <laughs> but, but you know, I want he wants to be a mentor. And if you're like an older guy, but you speak Spanish, this guy's like, Hey, who are you? You know, we're, I'm with yeah. Grace Epsilon Church. I represent, you know, um, and then, so while we were saying that today, uh, Joe Raker, who is, by the way, uh, Joe, Joe's a great um, city manager for Clawson. Uh, Joe Raker, if you listen to this podcast, I'm giving you a shout out right now. But anyways, <laughs> uh, he's great. And so Joe said, hey, what about the Montessori um, that's here in the town that's Spanish speaking? So what happens is Spanish families take their kids to this Montessori, Montessori here in Clawson, and the Montessori is all Spanish. It's all they speak. They don't speak English because they want their kids to, to, to know Spanish. So I said, man, that's the next thing we're going to do. So tomorrow morning or whenever we do it, we're going to go to that Montessori if they're still there and say, mm-hmm. hey, uh, this is, you know, uh, Matthew, we're, this is our church. We're, we're wanting to work with, 
or whatever. I don't even know what we're going to do yet. Yeah. We're still still figuring yeah. it out. So I'm, I'm telling you, for this podcast, we're in the middle of it right now. But all we know, all I know is I've got a burden for it. And I know that God would never give you a burden for something if if He didn't, you know, doesn't want you to, yeah. to do it and accomplish it and give Absolutely. you the tools necessary. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's souls. Absolutely, yeah. And that's and that's the biggest thing, right? But I want to go back to the thing that I liked what you said. You said it's when you guys started um, the PIA work. It was a, uh, trials and errors, and oh yeah, and failed sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which I love that because that means all those failures are done out of your life, and <laughs> <laughs> you come here yeah. and you're like the perfect, <laughs> yeah. perfect. You got all that thing worked out, and oh, don't do this because PIA tried it and failed. And don't do this, so yeah, I'm in a good place because you've been seasoned and weathered by failures. Yeah, so well, it's gonna, like we're not gonna do that one again. <laughs> Here's what we're not going to do. Yeah. And, yeah. And what, 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 anything oh that maybe goodness. didn't work that, that someone say, well, what doesn't work for like, like having, having, a, I mean, you know, do you, and I loved what uh, brother press talks about. Like, like, like when you talk to me, Oh, I like tacos or do you like tacos? Or do you, yeah. It's, it's like, just don't like, be, don't be weird. Right. Don't be yeah, a weird white guy. Like, don't just like, be weird. <laughs> just don't, just don't <laughs> just be, don't, that's the answer. Just don't be weird. No, no, no. But no, actually. Um, so I, I had to learn this. So, Spanish is not my first language um, at all. I, I grew up around the language. I'm half half Salvadorian, half Arab. So I'm completely half of another um, ethnicity other than Hispanic. And so I grew up in an American church. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really understand how to even reach the Spanish people. That's wow. Because yeah, so you have to, and, and this is something that, you know, I'm still to this day learning that, whenever I am trying to reach an American person or, or maybe even Caucasian, because even within America, we still have different cultures. Um, It's like the North and South. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I have to, I have to put on that. You know how Paul says I became all things to all men. I have to become what they effective to them to reach them. And so if I'm reaching a Spanish, a Hispanic speaking person or someone of Spanish ethnicity, that I have to put on that Spanish minister. It's yeah. not. It's not a front. I don't. Um, I would say hat. Yeah. Because at that point, my target is them, and so I didn't understand. I, I would just try to reach everyone the same way. Right. And so, and that was ineffective. And and Pastor Joseph would always say, "You have to learn how to how to reach them." Yeah. Because so a Spanish person, me reaching a Spanish person, um, now it would be home visits. buying pizza eating maybe if they have kids you know buying the kids pizza sitting down talking to them in their house right and Mm. and that that right there shows that they trust you yeah Yeah. and so he and he's always said you want to you want to be so in with them yeah that you need to be so in with them to the point where they're inviting you to family functions that's good because that's how they are so because if if you're there they trust you. They're just not going to invite a stranger. Right, right. So you have to be very, very present and active with them. Like, for instance, if we don't hear from someone in X amount of time, okay, well, where are they at? Go visit them. Yeah. You know, and for the Spanish people, that's not abnormal yeah. at all. But for instance, and at least in my experience with the American, the, the, the American churchgoer, you show up at their house, 
un- unannounced. So I was kind of like, what is this guy doing? You're the shotgun. Getting yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. Call 911. <laughs> get this guy out of my porch. So there's just different approaches. Right. There's different approaches. And that's what I'm saying. It's it's all trial and error. But it's a learning experience at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And you said about being all things all men. When I um when I get from Detroit down, like after I get out of Ohio, hit Kentucky, I, I change my, my belt and put a big belt buckle on. <laughs> As they head towards Mississippi and Tennessee, is that? <laughs> do you guys still wear big bell buckles down there? Is there places in Tennessee? I mean, I don't. Okay, I don't be offensive. <laughs> I have, you know. No, I mean, there's some people that do. <laughs> I don't personally. Yeah, no, I, I love what you said about the, just the way understanding how their family works, being at their house. You know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're 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 excited about this. Um, you know, don't, don't have all the answers, but uh, you know, people are people, and, and that's right. We have a language, we have cultures, but yeah. everyone has a need to be wanted, mm-hmm. be loved, cared for. And so, um, and safe and safe and safe. And, and that's another thing too. And I heard someone say this, I forgot who said it, but the reality of the fact is, is that the Hispanic population is the largest growing demographic yes. in the States. Yes. It's undeniable yeah. statistics. You can look at it. I mean, it's, it's just factual, but someone said this and I forgot who it was. A lot, some of them, not all of them, I don't know the percentage of them, but some of them are not here legally. Right, right. And that's a fact. Oh, well. And I don't know how you feel, and I don't, I don't know yeah, how anyone right, that's right, listening right. to this may feel about that. Yeah. But I heard someone say, well, whether they're here illegally or not, or legally, yeah, it doesn't matter because their soul, their soul's on your soil. Yeah. And your problem. Yeah. Not in a negative way. Not in a negative way that they're that you're that they're your problem. But right, there are obligations. Right, right, right. That's right. yeah. a reach. So yeah. another thing too is that, for instance, so I'm I'm an RN um, by profession. So even you even see this in healthcare that a lot of Hispanic people or people that you know may be here illegally, they're scared to um, utilize the resources that are around them. For instance, yeah. they might be even scared to go to the hospital. Because they're intimidated that they might maybe question by oh, with yeah. the papers, wow, yeah. so they'll just sit there and be sick and die. Wow! And so there, you see a lot of health disparities, but I imagine even spiritual spiritual health disparities. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that, for instance, if they're going into the atmosphere or the um, environment of people that are not Hispanic, yeah, then that's something that may be running through their mind, right? Because they don't know. And this is and this is real life situations like they don't know if someone's going to report them. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. get them get deported and, you know, have to leave their, you know, and have right. to leave their kids and it just be this whole big ordeal. So that's another thing, too. They have to feel like they trust you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all so good. and So true. Flipping the script real, real quick. I know we'll just do a few more minutes here. Um, I know this we've been talking about connecting Spanish speaking ministers to English speaking churches. And, and a lot of this might be, I imagine maybe a, a white pastor listening to this. So how do I do this? But we also want to let Spanish speaking ministers know if they're young men that they have a place here yeah. with us. They, they, they can operate, they can minister and there's a place for them to, to, yeah. to minister. Yeah. Uh, do you, what do you see? Are you seeing a trend you think with Spanish speaking ministers in our organization or in general that, that what do you think they think they still think feel like they're on the outside looking in or are we, are we making headway there in that? I know brother Joseph's really been preaching hard and getting, trying to get around. So within the organization, I would say, um, there's been a lot of progress made. Yeah. Um, we had our first Spanish GMC. Which is, yeah. That was huge. Yeah. I think even just, um, 
the Hispanic population, the Hispanic ministers of the organization seeing that. Yeah. That's big because that means that there's buy-in um, right. from everyone. Yeah. Uh, Bishop Carpenter preached yeah. it. And so that means that there's buy-in yeah. from the general superintendent. Yeah. So that's huge. Um, so I would say it's obviously a work in progress, but it's on the way to, to being, to being better. Yeah. And I will say that this though, too, um, you say Spanish young, young men or young man or young, young couple, but I will say you don't have to just be Hispanic. It can yeah. be anyone that speaks the language. And that's, that's a true. big thing that's too. Right. And so, and this is something I, n- I did not understand until I actually started embracing it and doing it. Um, Pastor Joseph, he would always tell me, you know, you want to preach, you want to do this or do that. There's a million other guys in the English speaking ministry. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. look at that of the Spanish. Spe- and again, we're using right. Spanish because that's the topic of conversation, right. yeah, yeah, but that can be English. applicable to right. any language. Sure. But look at the amount of guys or young men, young preachers, young, whatever there are in the, Spanish realm. Yeah. That's where you'll get right. Your opportunity. Not that yeah. it's all about opportunity, yeah. but if you want to do a work for God and do something great, there's so much, op- so much opportunity right. because again, you go to, you go to a camp or a conference or whatever, and there's yeah. X amount of, you know, young people, young males that want to be evangelists or right. X amount of young females that want to do whatever for yeah. the kingdom. Yeah. But you go again to the specific demographic of Hispanic. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of work, a yeah. lot of work to be done. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunity there. I'm not saying you should just seek opportunity, but I think if, if you want to do something for God and you were sincere about it and you felt the burden for it, oh, there's plenty, plenty yeah. to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty. Well, it's a matter of following that burden and just getting started with it. Yeah. Um, I would, if you're, if you're interested in, in, in knowing more about this, uh, you can check us out at um, missionsamerica.aljc.org. And uh, we you, our information, you can give us an email. Uh, I know there's pastors already came to me. This is Pastor Axel. I'd like to talk to Brother Perez. I'd like to get this uh, Spanish um, uh, church going in my church. And uh, so uh, there's plenty of opportunity and souls or souls and people are uh, looking for someone to reach out to them. And please don't let language be a barrier um, because you don't reach them. Is there anything you wanted to add before we uh, get out of here? No. no. Okay. No, Appreciate it. We'll, we'll, keep in, we'll keep in touch with, with um, our our um our listeners and see how it goes here in <laughs> michigan excited about it what god's doing and 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 in the meantime this is what i'm doing so for brother joseph or brother i'm sorry brother matthew um while he's digging a workout here in, in our area he's also gonna be part of the english-speaking church he's gonna mm-hmm. he plays ox he's like a so he's 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 um he's a young man of many talents and so he, I, I said hey i'd like to play ox keys or whatever but also maybe even help us with bible studies coordinating so yeah. there's things to do if, if, if someone comes to your church let's say it's a spanish you said it doesn't have to be well, let's say it's a spanish-speaking minister they're not there just to speak reach Spanish-speaking people, yeah, you know, and yeah. you put them in the basement until they come out on Sunday and reach. <laughs> it's like go, the go, box. <laughs> go reach them, go reach them, kid. Yeah. You know, no, during they're, they're, they should be coming to your service. They should be a yeah. part. They should, they should, they got to be part of the culture Just of your- Just busy with the work of God. Work, yeah, yeah, busy, because they're going to get, they have a lot of energy. You're not going to want to just- just not use, yeah. use them, you know? And I think I, I will say, I think that is important too, because then you get at the, you, you can kind of have the culture of, well, me versus you at yeah, that point, because right. you're not in sync. You're yes. not, you know, united. In yeah. That. So it's yeah. important. Right. So when they come to your church, you, you, you pastor them and you, 
you you treat them like real people because they are because <laughs> they people. are real people. They have a heart in their, <laughs> they, in their body. They, they bleed red, folks. They bleed red when they're cut. So uh, let's remember that. Listen, we we'd love to have you join the Missions America movement. Uh, things are going great. Um, our mission is home here in America. We need more churches uh, planted, and I think you could be the next great church planter if you follow the will of God. So, anyways, that's that's uh, that's our show for today. We hope you join us again. God bless you. Have a great day. Go win souls in Jesus' name.